0: All right, Um, we may have some breaking news. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right, this is from Ryan Satin. I'm just going to read this because I'm reading this now. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet has learned Raw, SmackDown, and NXT will once again resume taping their shows live from the Performance Center starting next week. Sources tell us the decision to go back to doing the shows live was made on Friday after filming 205 Live and Friday Night Smackdown. No word on what influenced the decision. Um, and then it goes on here. Uh, I, just, I just got a text from someone saying the story is legit and they are – so yeah, it sounds like they had planned to do like this crazy set of tapings and now they are going to – go back to doing live shows from the Performance Center. So instead of doing this crazy taping, they're going to be bringing people in, I guess, weekly? Okay. So starting... So they're, they're scrapping
1: the tapings for this weekend, and instead they're, they're going live on Monday, going live on Friday, and then repeat repeat. That- That's what it
0: sounds like, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And they were set to tape, like, a lot. Like, they were... Like, through these next couple of days, they were going to tape until... At least until money in the bank.
1: So it means the people that are um, going to be a part of these shows will have, have to either have to travel repeatedly or they are going to have to stay within the vicinity for the next several weeks.
0: Yeah, one or the other.
1: Um, that's fascinating to me. Um, It also means that they must be pretty confident that they had some sort of that they will be able to, you know, see this through. And I, 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 I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I wonder why. I wonder what why the last minute change. Yeah, I, I don't have a reason uh given. And yeah, uh apparently when they started the second taping, um, they stopped and unknown what influenced this decision is all I was told. Huh. So de- developing story for sure. Yes. Uh absolutely. So yeah, that just throws A major change into all of this where – I mean the silver lining to this crazy schedule was that all of these uh, people involved were then going to get like a big break from all of this. Um, Mm -hmm. That's not the case. And you would have to think – like I'm just thinking out loud here that is this naturally a response to the declining numbers that they are – which makes no sense to to counter my own argument because – there are no spoilers that are getting out there is no um there is no taped component that is hurting viewership here so i mean that's me going against my own theory but is it something that Vince McMahon could could look at and just being live like what other reason like every all this tv was ready to be to be done this week like they were preparing to do all of these episodes of smackdown of raw so in theory everything's written out and now it's you know you have people that were planning to come here and now it's it, it's crazy dude it's crazy like you were going to tape smackdown today and saturday and then go home and now for that smackdown talent that is there some of them now they have to go home and then come back next friday hmm and so, that so, to me that is super risky of like people like being hopeful that you're going to be able to travel throughout this whole period like mm-hmm. this thing could get shut down at any time and you don't have the television banked. So
1: so uh I haven't read uh, the report yet but does it say that going forward these shows are going to be live or are they pre- are they taping on pre-taping anything else on any of these
0: days? Let me pull it up here cuz I had just closed the uh the window here and it made it sound uh The headline is to resume live tapings from the performance center starting next week. Huh?
1: Okay. Interesting. That
0: that sounds like they're planning to go live. Um, Any word on uh, NXT? NXT is not. um, Yeah. Yeah. NXT as well. Raw, SmackDown and NXT will be live. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. So there you go. Um, Big news. As if they don't have too much on their plates. The Kings of Combat Sports Podcast, John and Wade. They'll talk about the things they did that
1: day. They'll analyze the work of Vince and Triple H. Rewind to SmackDown. Rewind to
0: SmackDown. Rewind to 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 SmackDown. Hello everybody and welcome to Rewind to SmackDown. John Pollock waiting with you. This is going to be the season finale of our run and by season finale i mean we're taking two days off so no shows this weekend from me and way once i saw that list tonight from our man neil i just shook my head at myself (laughs) Way. what the hell were we thinking man it really puts things
1: into perspective doesn't
0: it i i believe like you did mention like it was this long stretch but i did not realize until i saw that i was like oh my god we have done a show every day I was like Jesus this is this is right we've done a show every day since Sunday March 29th
1: yes we have yeah um and you know it's 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 something that i I've really noticed is that while I feel like every you know, a lot of people are certainly going through a period where if you know they're unfortunate to be without work right now I mean a lot of people are stuck at home without things to do. So I'm seeing all these things about like, oh, man, what are you doing to keep, uh, spend your time while you're bored, man? Oh, man, I can't deal with this boredom. Like, it's been the opposite, I think, for you and I, John. Like, it's I, it's
0: been busier than ever. I've gotten, like, it's been nothing but, like, work and, like, watching my two-year-old. Like, that's that's been the month for me. It's mm-hmm. it's one or the other. And my sleep is 2 a.m. till 7 a.m. That's That's my sleep.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would give you like a proper time for for my schedule, but it's just been all over the place. Like,
0: oh, yours is like I didn't even realize like all that that you're doing because you now like you're you do a lot of work like super late, but now you're also waking up super early as well. So I imagine your sleep has been all over the place.
1: It's all over the place, and like when I try to try try to sleep back at a normal time, I can't go to sleep because I'm I'm used to like a different hour. So there's a lot of uh. I'm just a
0: weird science experiment right now. You, have, you haven't you have attempted the, the, the nap technique? Because that that's one thing I've got going for me. I can lie down. I can pretty much fall asleep at any point for 15 minutes. And it is a good, like, a booster.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, naps typically come when I think when I sit down and I just pass out. Um, and then you wake back up and you're good. They're, they're not necessarily, like, sometimes they're planned, but. Yeah, anyway, it's it's interesting. But yeah, whatever. Lots of wrestling going on. Who would have thought it would be like, you know, deep into April by now and there's still like a regular wrestling schedule?
0: Listen, there there could be a – um, it could be the closing scene of Infinity War <laughs> and WWE would still have a show that night. So that is what I've learned from the past three weeks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're not getting snapped at all. Actually, uh have you seen the revival or uh, FTR's new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees where they've got the Infinity War I- uh inspired shirt where the two of them are uh disintegrating? I have not seen it. It's a cool-looking shirt. I'll look it up right now. Maybe uh, maybe 2 years too late uh, on the reference, but I think I think it'll still land with, with most
1: people. Sounds like they're going to bring it back right now. Are they are they um I they're reviving
0: all- it. <laughs> exactly. Is that what they're going by? Well, that's what they're advertised as on Pro Wrestling Tees. And then on Twitter, they're going by the names of was uh, Dax Hayward and Cash Wheeler.
1: Dax Hayward and Cash. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Dax, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Yes.
1: Harwood so. and Cash Wheeler. Okay. Sure. Why not?
0: We go Harwood. You think that'll be it? You think they'll use that one? Probably not. That wasn't going to be my first story, but we're, we're already there. So Friday morning, WWE announced that they had come to terms with the release of Scott Dawson and dash Wilder, formerly known as the revival. And, um, Ryan Satin followed up. There is no, no compete clause. They are free to go wherever they would like. And, I guess now it's an interesting question that I would say most are still assuming that AEW is a layup that they end up there. But is it any, is there any bit of doubt way versus a month ago where I think everyone a hundred percent would have seen them going there. And there, these two, if anything, like the timing is pretty terrible here unless you know, unless it's not unless it's still um that's that's where they end up which most probably assume they're going to be but who knows there's so much going on right now sir
1: um yeah yeah i i would personally feel like this is this one would be a bit of a sure thing with them ending up in AEW um i you know like i just can't see them going through all this trouble turning out down an offer like they have to go to impact or even new japan or anything like that AEW to me feels like it's, you know, the right destination for them. It's the right tag team division for them. It's the right style of TV for them.
0: So Oh, all of that makes sense. It's more so had TNT not extended AEW. Um AEW may have been in a really difficult spot right now. Um you know, potentially where um mm-hmm. you know, they're still moving forward, but I think that 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 extension on that deal that gives them a lot of breathing room as well uh, throughout this where without it um you you could certainly be concerned about your long-term future and what's like TNT who knows what they're going through right now if such a a commitment to AEW would have been in the cards for TNT i mean they really like that was a great insurance policy that they got that deal when they did right before this whole pandemic hit um mm-hmm. so Anyway, it's like that's going to affect – every company is going to be affected in different ways. It's just a case of how much and for talent that are being – that are out there on the free market, how aggressive are companies going to be and what what the offer would have been one or two months ago? Is it the same amount they're offering now and how is this going to affect the free agency market for the next year or so? Um because I can see a lot of talent, I've said before, that are free agents that I think you may want that, that, that safety net of having a contract during a time like this where if you're a free agent out there, who knows when this is going to end and you're not making any money beyond whatever online merchandise you're selling. It's got to be a very, very stressful time.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, they are certainly in a good position, I would say, regardless of I think what's going on right now. Um, I think you know they are a coveted team that I'm sure AEW wants, and
0: eventually this will all be over, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: and, and they'll be a great addition to that tag division. I mean, if they end up with Arn, if they just in that tag division, they're they're um a different style that uh, to me will mesh well with so many of those teams. I think they will. Uh, this is one where I'm very confident it's going to be one where within a few months, everyone's going to be looking at them and they'll be one of the standout tag teams. And I think you're going to look at it that they were ri- very, very underutilized. Certainly,
1: certainly. You know, and let's not forget the fact that you could pair them with somebody else or even another group of people to in order to elevate, um, you know, a number of other people as well. Um, just, you know, the, the amount of dream matches that I think you could do with uh, the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, uh, just, or any pairing of, like, you know, the Elite... I think, I I think I'm I'm quite looking forward to that.
0: Those guys with Omega and Page, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there's there's a great uh, uh, like that tag division is so deep, and they will carve out a significant spot for them. Like that is what that tag division. I think they really do need a team like the Revival in there that you know they they can just work so well, like a Lucha Brothers match. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much. Um, I, I think that they will. Uh, benefit from and i think that that has to be everyone's assumption of where this ends up the only question is when because aew is all tape uh, so far ahead at this point that it's not like they can show up well it i'll correct that they could always start uh hinting stuff with them it doesn't have to be a wrestling match that they do in the meantime but you could start dropping hints on tv with taped content they could do promos they can do you could be creative and start integrating in, them into your programming they they have no restrictions at the moment. Certainly. You know, um, I, I would
1: think that they would hold off perhaps on debuting them on a TV show, given how I think you just had two recent debuts of Matt Hardy and Luke Harper, and those haven't really completely you know, they're still relatively fresh. I'm I'm really curious to know what the official announcement is uh going to be for double or nothing. At this point, I I can't see it happening in Las Vegas, but it doesn't mean that they won't plan on shooting something and calling it double or nothing. And, you know, if they do do that, I, I imagine that might be a good place to, you know, have a big debut, such as something uh, like the revival.
0: Well, one person who definitely needs a nap is Dana White. (laughs) Everything came to a head on Thursday night. So Dana White, was steadfast in UFC 249 happening. We're going to Lemoore, California, the Tachi Palace Casino Resort. Fight Island was going to happen. The infrastructure is being put into place. And then an interview drops with ESPN's Brett Okamoto, and Dana White announces UFC 249 is off, and citing a call from the highest level at Disney ESPN asking Dana White to stand down. On this one, and Dana is not going to he is not going to uh go rogue from his broadcast partner in the u s and the New York Times adding that this so earlier in the uh, about an hour or so before this interview dropped, there was a press release sent out by uh, California Senator Diane Feinstein and I mean, they do not have jurisdiction over the the tribal land that they were going to be running on. But it was a message of just indicating the the potential risk involved in all of this and imploring them to reconsider and not run this event. And uh, according to the New York Times, California Governor Gavin Newsom contacted Disney – and pretty much that was the the pressure placed on Disney that they ultimately had to uh, wave the flag and tell Dana, we cannot go through with this. And thus, UFC 249 is off. All upcoming UFC events are postponed indefinitely. And Dana White, uh, just seeing his reaction in this interview, and then even later, he did this uh, other uh, uh, video post where this was a guy that it just felt like he was finally at the at the end of the road but still maintaining I said I could pull this off and we did it. We were ready to go. It was we were ready and we are going to be the first sport back when everything is, is ready. He is promising a big fight card for uh Tachi Palace because they had his back and also adding that Fight Island is going to happen. The infrastructure is already being put in place and He said we could go if ESPN would have let us. We could have done this. We could have broadcast this on Fight Pass, but ESPN did not want us to do this. Like this was a guy that was absolutely going to the ends of the earth to put this card on. And it took the the uh, insistence of the governor of California to stop this. The only thing that could make this story more insane is if this had happened in like 2004 and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger as the governor of California that was involved in this instead of Gavin Newsom. But this is, you know what? The best headline out of all of this was our guest this week, Josh gross on the athletic. And his headline was in the end, UFC 249 could not intelligently defend itself. And and that's what this came down to way. There was no intelligent defense of this fight card happening on April 18th. What a saga. Uh,
1: this, this whole thing turned out to be, um, And, of course, it took, you know, ultimately um, business conflict or at least uh, the political political conflict, political conflict. But, I mean, even if the governor told them, I mean, I I guess if the governor told them to to step down. Sure. But, I mean, I feel like it's the fear of, you know, a broadcast partner that must have ultimately, you know, been been the biggest driver for Dana to finally pull out. What? Jeez. What a what an
0: insane tale. It's crazy. And they're still like, you can see Dana White is like frothing at the mouth that when they are ready to go and the next hurdle is going to be like this idea of still running fight Island. Um, I'm curious now what the position of ESPN will be because, okay, if we're talking about this fight Island, okay, that's not under the, the purview of the state of California, but what is ESPN's position going to be? If we're, if we're in the same position we are today, in a month and dana has this island ready to go <laughs> is he, like this brings about the question about what is the responsibility of the broadcasters in all this and that is in all of this debate been entities that i think have skirted a lot of the criticism it's not so much fox and usa network and espn that we've been focusing on it's more so been the promoters and the promotions and this does bring about that question
1: certainly certainly um I, you know, do you feel like something like this with the governor specifically talking to Disney? Um, does that put a target on them? You know, if Dana was to go ahead with something like this against the wishes of of a, of a government body,
0: um, I think it makes. I think ESPN was gung ho to do this event uh, until the pressure mounted, and now they've they've kind of made that that line in the sand publicly. Of what their stance is, so it does make ESPN, I think, look bad. If a month from now we are not out of the woods, other sports leagues are not entertaining the the a return yet, and here is UFC that's going to go to this mysterious island and bring all these fighters from different parts of the world onto this island, regardless of the safety measures that they have in place and put on fights. And we are, we are not just broadcasting them, but let's be honest, they are doing this because of their commitment to ESPN. And Dana White is still like, they have to hit their contracted number of events. They have to do 42 events this year and do the math. There's 40 weeks left in the year. So, Every single week that they're losing, it's more cards they have to cram into this year to hit that magic number of 42. Um, they're, they're way off from that number at this point. So the idea of whenever UFC is able to come back, like we could be talking about multiple fight cards per week.
1: How fascinating. And do you think any of this, you know, um, I suppose bigger discussion now, do you think any of it will spill over to any of the wrestling
0: organizations? My gut is that it won't, but I don't dismiss that that theory. So, I think the timing of this is like WWE is in the midst of their tapings now. I feel they get through these tapings and at least we'll have, you know, all of this this content coming out of these next couple of days. But I you know, if this becomes a focus of ESPN making this setting this precedent that we we're not in favor of this. Does that put any undue pressure onto Fox or NBC Universal? Because it's not so much WWE that's going to be in the limelight here. I think most people just—it's Vince McMahon and the crazy WWE. Of course, they're running. They're not going to get—they haven't received the level of criticism UFC has. But will Fox or NBC, which are you know in the broadcast world, uh, if they feel that pressure, do do they? take a stance or do they just ignore it and you know all these broadcasters they want the content they they are starving for content so i don't see them uh, stopping any of this unless they absolutely feel the need to and espn did
1: yeah yeah um it's uh, i i feel like the story isn't even completely over like i'm sure there's going to to be some other craziness uh, uh, regarding dana trying to start something that
0: Dana's down. Dana's like, like uh, he's got he's in timeout for the moment. But that guy is watching the shot clock of when he can re-enter the game, and he is frothing at the mouth while everyone is, is just, it's w- wait and see. There is no clock to look at, and he's just going to be you know tapping his watch, waiting to be able to run his next card because every week that passes, it's another fight card that they have not produced. So I think that. There's certainly going to be, I think, conflict there that the UFC is ready to run instantly. And I think ESPN is not going to be in that that same race. So uh, I I completely agree that this is not uh, the end of all of this. Mm. So um, a huge story there. And uh, yeah, we have more of it up on the website, but that's. That's the major thing. No UFC 249 next weekend and no cards for at least the foreseeable future. And Dana saying nothing is canceled. They're postponed. We're going to do everything. Okay. I believe it. Moving on uh, to some other stories. We also have uh, the XFL on Friday. It was announced that the league was suspending its operations and was letting go pretty much all of their... Employees, um, save for, I guess, a couple. And, you know, the obvious conclusion here that most are making is that this league is not going to see a second season after today's um, announcements. That has not officially been stated by the league, but I think we can look at this that, you know, they have, they are pretty much taking this thing apart.
1: This was something that caught me by surprise because I think we had all heard the same reports that. Vince had, you know, earmarked uh, at least a few years of losses for this thing. So to see this suddenly fold, I mean, I guess who really could have predicted that this particular year would have uh, whatever, you know, misfortunes that, that it did bring. But it, I guess it also tells you how pivotal this year was for them in that the, with the absence of this year and I suppose, you know, a lack of knowing when it'll be even safe to return was perhaps too big of a punch to to recover from
0: it's yeah it's one that like i i certainly think a lot more will come out uh behind this um you know wrestlenomics has has this chart up that you know since december of 2017 when you look at all of vince mcmahon's stock sales which you have to imagine uh many of them were you know it was funding for the xfl It was an approximate market value of $397 million in his stock sales. Plus that story we talked about a few weeks ago about that uh, variable forward sale contract that was uh, centered around three and a half million shares uh, of Vince McMahon's stock. So it was, you know, loading up on, on cash. And, you know, this wasn't the case where the XFL had these gigantic rights fees from networks that he was losing out on. I mean, they had the same idea as AEW when they started that we're going to spend a lot. We're going to be on a network and hopefully by the end of it, we get a great, a great television contract out of it. AEW got their deal XFL. They were going week to week and they, they had some great platforms. They were on ABC, they were on Fox, they were on ESPN. But in the end, um, you know, they, when this all happened, it made no sense to continue the league because every week they're running, they're running at a loss because you've got to, all your, all your, your money coming in is mainly just the, uh, the live event, the, the, the tickets that you can't sell during this whole pandemic. So running these empty stadium shows, it's not like you had those gigantic television contracts that even an empty arena, it's like the rights fees were, were the big light at the end of the tunnel and obviously something happened that it was not worth uh continuing on on this train which uh, surprised me that they would um it appears to have pulled the plug here with you know they had had earmarked so much money and Vince Cam was prepared to lose so much money on this in the hopes that at the end of it all there would be a big big television contract at the end of it so it tells me either it's just simply fortifying the WWE business right now during this pandemic, during this crisis, or the fear that, you know, this this is not going to end well, this XFL. Like, there is not going to be that light at the end of the tunnel, and let's just pull out now before we just throw good good money after bad.
1: Certainly, which is, um, I mean, when I consider somebody like Vince McMahon, I, I think of a very similar personality type to Dana White somebody who you know would really kind of refuse to give up in the face of adversity and certainly um
0: in fairness surprising. he 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 did do it with the first XFL. I mean they there were mm-hmm. there were options there that he could have kept that thing going, but he realized that this is it's too much to give up to continue this and he ended up just, you know, throwing the keys on the table and walking away from it. And it was, it was a costly, like they lost a ton of money, but had they run a second season, they would have lost that much more. So, um, I mean, yeah, who's to say, like, certainly the numbers were not, uh, painting, um, an upward trend, um, based on like, they got five weeks of play in and that fifth week, you know, the, the numbers were decreasing. Um, would they have continued to decrease? We'll never know. But, um, Yeah, it was, you know, just given this was hardly just this spur of the moment idea either. Like they, for whatever you want to say about the XFL, this time around, they put a ton of due diligence into this. They hired a lot of smart people and they presented this completely different. Like this was not some just wild idea it was an idea that it it really could have worked out where television contracts are at such a premium uh, was it a risk worth taking i can't say it was a absolutely insane risk um there was obviously lots of risk involved but you look at this and it could have worked out seems like they fixed a lot of the
1: you know major criticisms of i think the last xfl2 and namely like the tackiness of of its associations with i don't know sports entertainment um and it felt like it for for the most part it seemed like it was pretty well reviewed but oh god like who again who could have really predicted these circumstances i suppose it's like you know we talk so much about uh perhaps wrestling promotions folding because of everything that that's occurring right now i guess i never really thought that the XFL would fold before uh any major announcement of a wrestling promotion folding
0: yeah i mean You know, it was probably just, you know, the idea, you know, making payroll and and continuing all of that. And, you know, knowing this season's a write-off and how much were we going to sink in this thing to just get to a second season uh, next spring? I mean, maybe the numbers just stopped making sense at at that point. So, and, you know, maybe needing to take your resources and and allocate them elsewhere where, I mean, we look at WWE and – like, overall, like, the, their business shouldn't be uh, greatly harmed as long as those television contracts are are in place. And, yes, we're not getting live event revenue, and certainly WrestleMania uh, was a hit. But, nonetheless, like, they're still – like, this is still going to be a very successful company um, because of those television deals that – I mean, there's there's no sign that there's any, any threat to those.
1: Mm-hmm yeah I mean they could stop doing t v um but again you know we we don't know what the contracts state if they did if they were to force force to be forced to stop doing television um are are those deals in jeopardy at all
0: right um yeah so anyway a, a huge story with the with the XFL today and the last one is just going back to um the ratings uh we we briefly touched on them on the cafe hangout and we had a narrow Uh, margin of difference between the average viewership where NXT uh, was listed at 693,000 viewers and AEW with 692,000 viewers. So NXT slightly ahead in viewers, uh, but it was AEW ahead in the 18th 49 demo by a margin of 0.26 to 0.19. Now today uh, Dave Meltzer had (laughs) The viewership difference was actually even closer. Um, it actually turned out to be, um, 629,900, and AEW was at 629,500.
1: Okay, a few hundred people.
0: So it was actually a difference of 400 people. Um, nonetheless, um, just uh assessing these numbers way um how do you read them specifically for NXt because this was a very big built up show with a a blow off match between gargano and Champa that has been you know has been the feud in nXt well I, I would say now that people I,
1: I think are relatively set in their ways of uh watching aew mainly uh above nxt i I think something like this is to be expected. I think it, you know, this far into the the game, it's going to be that much more difficult for NXT to try to completely overtake what AEW is doing. And so, I I think these numbers are respectable, and you know, not necessarily something to be disappointed at. Not, and I wouldn't even really say something to celebrate either. Um, but you're you had two big matches that you're promoting, and you managed to, you know, you would assume. Either bring a lot of new viewers, um, or maybe even take some of AEW's view, uh, AEW's viewers. But I mean, seeing seeing the AEW number compared to what it was last week, um, do you think that the the more more the majority like the extra viewers watching NXT were non four hundred the four hundred people? <laughs> what I mean is like you know the the, the people that aren't typically watching NXT that might have been watching this particular week are they coming from? AEW AEW's audience, or are they a completely separate audience?
0: I would imagine it was uh, AEW audience. I would say tuning in like this would have been the week. Uh, like honestly, if I was sitting down on Wednesday, I think I would have been watching NXT over AEW this week. Yeah, like. just what? because it was the more pressing show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think actually uh, the the numbers I just wrote uh, read there. I think there was a mistake on the number. It was not six twenty nine. It was six ninety two. 693 anyway. um, Yeah. So next week, I guess we'll look at and see like, is this, is this the range to expect? Um, And if NXT, if this was a up week for them because of interest wise, are they kind of back under 600,000 next week? And is this is, is this kind of the range we're looking at with these Wednesday night shows? I, I think that we're going to see with WrestleMania now out of the uh, focus, I think that we're going to see across the board, I think you're going to see a big hit on these numbers as people are just, I think a lot of them, it's just going to be kind of a bit of a tune out until the shows return to normal.
1: Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, say what you want. I think about this year's WrestleMania, I, at least, you know, I personally feel like there's a bit more of a, it wrestling is a bit more in conversation. You know, when when you have a big event coming up, I think the key right now for both company AEW, both companies AEW and NXT, are to continue to create big events or big matches that they can use to promote weeks in advance. So look, I'm looking at this week's schedule, and you know, I think at the top of a lot of people's minds is the John Moxley versus Jake Hager match, which they did a great job mm-hmm. of promoting. Whereas NXT, coming off of this particular episode of Takeover, doesn't and really nothing. have anything. So. I, I think, you know, my personal interest, I, I, I kind of know what I'll be watching if I had the choice this Wednesday.
0: All right. All of your news can be found up at postwrestling.com. And this is going to wrap up the, uh, the free portion of Rewind to SmackDown. But if you want to hear the rest of the show, you can go to postwrestlingcafe.com. We're going to have an entire review of SmackDown and a review of The Brawl for All from this week's Dark Side of the Ring. So go check that out. Postwrestlingcafe.com.